No um. Yes, mate. Right. This is the first guest other than my mum to be on the podcast. My good friend Noam. Um, introduce yourself. Say what you do. What's life for you, mate? Um, doing uh, civil engineering, studying up in London. So I've abandoned my uh, self-proclaimed good friend Alex here. Um, doing a bit of music on the side. Follow the Instagram and the Twitter and all of that. I'll so, link you. I'll put a link in the bio. Link in the description. Is that? Can you edit that so that it looks right? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, but um, now I'll put it on YouTube in the description and on Spotify. If you just type in Severin on YouTube, it will come up. S E V E R I N. Shameless plug. Yeah, uh, you- that's done. Oh, Shameless plug. Um, yeah. So I just just joining my boy to uh, help out on the podcast. I've been obviously supporting supporting diehard fan uh, since the first day. So uh, just wanted to jump life. on answer some questions yeah i'm just gonna put you full screen or like not you personally but yeah so the reason i got you on as well is because we obviously spoke about it before i was even gonna do the podcast and you you sent me quite a few topics and then some other boys sent me some topics about stuff they'd want like me to discuss and i just thought if you've sent me quite a few of them why not shove you on here let's debate let's debate as you are part of the debating club at uni. No idea what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> Probably not anymore, actually, because of the Rona. Yeah. Right. Either that or I got kicked off. You got kicked off? Hmm? You got kicked off, do you say? No. Disgusting. Got too involved in the debate. No, 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 no. Right, right then. Right. So we'll start with, this one's kind of relevant to the brand and the podcast itself is just about mental health among young men and well among among men specifically how young men talk about it to each other so i don't think young men talk about it enough to start right Um, they i think a lot should be done to kind of promote to men that it is like fine to talk about it because even like when we were gardening last year like we'd have like full-on like therapy sessions in the garden at work and it was yeah. just like, it's just nice to talk to your mates about it or talk to anyone about it. Yeah, um, I, don't I don't think it's something that a lot of guys are really comfortable doing. No, it's not. It's because it's seen as like, not manly. Yeah, yeah. I think it Which kind is, of... Go on. Um, no, it's just, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like a lot of that whole sort of toxic masculinity thing plays into it or yeah. not not wanting to sort of have or, or expose any sort of weakness about yourself. Yeah. You get to the point where you won't even do it to your closest friends. And I think a lot of a lot of young men are probably serious. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, sorry. I didn't I don't want to get in trouble. Um, say what you want. <laughs> are probably seriously fucked up in the head, but they they, you know, probably are, are limiting themselves to to how much they can sort of fix those issues because they're afraid of talking about it yeah and like even they're afraid to like talking to their family about it i think some people would find that more awkward than talking to their mates about it but obviously some people don't talk to anyone about it which is just a downward spiral really i mean i personally think it it would definitely be easier talking to friends than yeah yeah just like when i first started experiencing it obviously because i was like in secondary school it's not really that 
no one in secondary school when you're like 13 14 no one really like even knows about it like you, yeah. you, don't, you don't get educated on it in any way in school so no, i think i think as well though you gotta remember not that we're particularly like old or anything but it's it's definitely come more into the limelight and, and dialogues have been opened up about it in the yeah. last sort of 10 years a lot more than previously so i think potentially when we were at school also it was still a bit more of a taboo topic yeah and i think the main reason for that is social media popping off so much now like in some ways it can negatively affect people quite a lot because you see like the perfect life where you see people doing this and people showing off their achievements but in other ways a lot of people do talk about mental health on like their twitter accounts or whatever because it's almost like it's not in person people can like almost hide behind the screen i guess but then mm. it also gets people talking about it more. So it's like a silver lining to a dark cloud, I suppose. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I think social media is definitely a double-edged sword. I find it tricky to yeah. navigate social media, especially with sort of like myself at the minute, obviously trying to get my my sort of art form out there. Yeah. Social media is important for me so that I, I have to try and present myself X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah really and truly i hate social media i don't i don't enjoy yeah. it's just it's like mental because you like you'll go on like instagram or something have a little scroll through and you'll like x out of it and sometimes you'll just open up instagram again like as a habit or like twitter or whatever it's like an addiction man yeah yeah but it's obviously there is good parts to it like i couldn't do this without social media because i wouldn't be able to promote anything yeah. tell anyone about like so you can turn it into a good thing but you don't want to get too like yeah. heavily bogged down with it because it can well that that is that's that's sort of the whole double-edged sword part about it is yeah. that you can, you can use this for self-promotion but then it just comes down to whether you or the people surrounding you promote positivity or negativity yeah yeah i think it's in some ways it's social media i reckon it's worse for girls because they like with blokes we don't really follow like male models and stuff like that but girls will follow a lot of like female models and influencers who would like appear to have the perfect life and they'll get really bogged down by that yeah and i can imagine but like if the if one of the boys puts up a photo none of us will comment on it like oh mate you look well good in this but like with uh -huh. girls if they put up a photo people comment like oh it's so you're so pretty so good looking and i think if they didn't get comments like that that would negatively affect them as well yeah true 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 Whereas if I, I don't, do you know what I don't actually think? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying because I don't actually think. I don't, I've never seen a post on Instagram and then thought that's made me like my life seem shit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, a lot of people do go through that and think mm, something. But that happen. being said, I do, I do reckon um for males it does set sort of unrealistic goals in the sense of you know you see these Instagram instagram baddies or whatever you want to call them yeah uh, and they've got these mad filters on these big asses big breasts tiny waist face yeah. always run, all of this and you start thinking that that's what a woman should always look like do you know what i mean yeah yeah and it's like 90 percent of that's fake anyway like edited and like some boys will be like oh if they get to know a girl or whatever they'll be like oh she's not actually that good looking when really she is but just because they set their standards so high from seeing these people on Instagram and stuff like that, they like don't even give it a chance or whatever. It's like, a disconnect. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah. It's a bit um yeah. it's a bit messed up really. Like 
Because yeah, definitely. I can't imagine like even like the generation above us, our parents or whatever, they had nothing like no social media. No, they were playing with sticks and fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> even the generation above that, like grandparents, they had no social media. And they're always like, just like, they always stay together for years and years and years. Whereas you see people now breaking up because someone likes someone else's Instagram photo. Do you reckon, do you reckon proper relationships are impossible now? Mm, nah, I don't. But I think they're a lot harder than what they used to be. Mm. Just because yeah. there's, always, there's always someone, you'd be blessed to find a relationship where n- neither one of them are jealous about something. And that, mm. I think a majority of that is down to social media. Like, oh, someone might like someone's photo and then the boyfriend or the girlfriend might get, like, jealous about it for no real reason. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like, a factor of accessibility. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. social media is so, like, invasive into your personal life to a certain yeah. degree. Because on Twitter, you share your thoughts. Instagram, you share images of your life. Like, whether, whether you... Obviously, you can decide the intimacy... Yeah. It's quite invasive, yeah. So one way or another, the accessibility of the person in the relationship to cheat or someone outside of the relationship to to, to sort of insert themselves personally into the yeah. life of the person in the relationship is yeah. both a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, 100%. And there's like a fine line between people putting up photos all the time of just them and their missus or them and their boyfriend or whatever. And also putting up no photos at all and then people think oh she's single oh he's single so they'll start messaging them and then that's when more problems occur but if you've got a pro- if you want your relationship you you dms alex that's when problems occur isn't it what's that when you slide into dms that's the problems problem. yeah especially yeah. if they got no photos of their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever just causes yeah. some Do you have any uh, personal experience of that um I know you're trying to out me, but I actually can't think of anything. <laughs> no, I can't. I was just seeing if there was any skeletons in the closet. No, I can't think of anything like that. Um, I think the thing you got to remember is if you start chatting to a girl and you know she's got a boyfriend or whatever, if you can steal a girl off another man, then another man can steal that girl off you. Exactly, mate. Lots of wisdom. That is words of wisdom. And for turning into a relationship guru or something. Yeah, you know what? I just clocked. Just going from mental health straight back to girls. This is the issue of us men. No, but it, it was, was it was it related was just, to social media. It's, it's, it was just one way that conversation was going. Well, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, back to the point of young men. They they should talk about it more. It's not like when I, before I told my mates about it, I thought, oh man, they're going to think I'm so weird or just like so messed up. Like when you actually talk to them about it, half the time they're like, "Oh, I've been feeling like that as well, mate." Mm. And you're, and then you've just built a bridge, <laughs> and you can talk so to them you, about it. Would you say it was like a like, well? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you say it was like a liberating feeling to tell your friends? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like even like when I said to, you and Matt asked me to come for a pint or something mm. ages ago, and I said, "Oh, I can't. I'm going to see my counselor." And then, like, even just the spark of that, you, like, just told me something you were struggling with. Like, when, if I didn't say that, you probably wouldn't have said anything to me. Mm. Like, it's, it's just a good way to build bridges and, like, try and connect to people by telling your friends because a lot of them are struggling with the same thing. That goes for girls or boys. Mm. Right. 
Yeah, and I think it is that there's a certain level of vulnerability that once you've shown your friends that you're able to put yourself in that vulnerable state, yeah, they they will reciprocate that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and then it's kind of like a chain reaction. Like if say me and you were talking about something, and then someone else we we're with was like, "Oh yeah, same as me," mm-hmm. and then they might feel comfortable to talk to another mate about it, and then by the end of it, you realise that pretty much all your friendship group struggles with something. Even if it's just like minor anxiety or like mild OCD or something, it's still a mental health issue. Yeah, that's the, that, but that's the thing with, um, especially with guys, I think that's so sort of just tragic is everyone's got their trials and tribulations. Yeah. And we pretend we don't. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think it's because it's ingrained from you from when you're so much younger. Like if you like fell over as a kid, as a boy, your parents would be like, oh, come on boys don't cry come on you're fine you're fine don't cry and then if you're like say you had a sister and they fell over they'd be like oh don't worry let it all out come on let it all out and like start giving them a hug giving them attention whereas if it's a boy they're like oh come on you don't need to cry well i mean there's like you hurt yourself someone says man up yeah literally yeah yeah uh, i'm but is in is in I, I do that as well I, I know and i know that's playing into that completely yeah but, but it's just it's just the way we've been like brought up that's the norm for men for men to talk about and like say things like that to each other which is weird but it's just how it is and i think it's got to change at some point yeah for sure. it's only going to get worse like because you could tell someone to man up even if they're like even if they say something about something they struggle with but it, to you it might seem like oh that's that's like minor that's minimal and you could be like oh just get on with it it's fine and then in their head they're like nah it ain't and then they just like don't want to talk to anyone about it anymore Mm. so i think that's me wrapped up for that point i don't know if you want got anything you want to add or you've covered it all mate yeah we've smashed that one out of the park um we'll try and keep it mental health related for the minute just before the other topics pop up that people have said about um oh this is a good one there's fitness and like how do you get into it because obviously for me like going to the gym and exercising is like the best medicine for mental health there is like it takes your mind off it gets your endorphins running like it's just there's there's like no other feeling that compares to it to make you feel good about yourself mm. but obviously when people first start if they want to sign up to the gym when people first start they're always just really nervous about it, it might not go because they think oh if i'm like pushing no weight at all people are going to be judging me laughing at me like taking videos of me on the sly but once you actually get to a gym and you realize that no one's actually doing that no one gives a shit yeah literally everyone started in exactly the same place as you if anything they'll just respect it that you're going to the gym mm. like, I think a big thing with the gym as well is um don't be afraid to ask for help yeah if you don't understand an exercise or or don't know how to i don't know say you want to build bigger traps for example you don't know what the yeah way is to aim for that muscle just ask someone yeah everyone's in the same boat or if you need a spot or something like that you see so many people like that's a really important one actually you don't to be lifting without a spot yeah and obviously there's ways you can get out of it but a lot of people don't know those ways if you like couldn't push a bench press up off your chest or whatever like there is ways out of it safely but just ask for a spot like it's less it'll be less embarrassing asking for someone to spot you than if there's a load of people around you in the gym and you can't get a bar off your chest and you're just stuck there exactly 
I mean, right. for a meat, meathead like yourself, that probably doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I definitely think, and I do think as well, um, with with this lockdown, all this shit that's been going on this last year, it's it, it's become just like mad apparent how much a lot of people sort of relied on gyms. Yeah, 100%, yeah. So it's become apparent, like, up here, just down the road from here, there's um, a little park where there's, like, seven or eight chin-up bars, a yeah. couple of dip bars, a couple, like, just different different bar arrangements, basically. And every evening I'll go, and there's about 20 people there. None of us know each other. Yeah. We've been going for the last three months. Now we all train together, give each other tips. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And it's just like the, the, the gym could be the exact same thing. But yeah. people have set up this idea of, of pressure, and it's like just go have fun, be happy. Yeah. Because ultimately, that's what it's about. Unless you're unless you're there to be a bodybuilder, yeah. go have fun and feel good about yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. And they, I think you when you first start going to the gym, you just assume there's going to be like just loads of gearheads in there who are just bash, bashing steroids, and you look at them and it's like an unreal. Yeah, it's like an unrealistic viewpoint anything like they've got to that size and they're still like that lean because they're just bashing steroids go on name drop nah i'm not gonna do any of that come on mate nah but obviously it's each to their own like if you want to if you want to do it do it but you shouldn't go in there with a perceived idea of that's oh that's what i should do like within two months side note go on would you think of um obvious steroid users and abusers <laughs> who claim to be natural yeah, the fake natties. Yeah. Um, I think it's mental. Because they're, they're, they're like selling a dream to like young ma- young men, young female, who want young females who want to get into shape. And like, they'll put something up on, I don't know, their Instagram, whatever. Ooh, eight week arm program, grow your arm by, arms by four inches. And then it's like, yeah, but these people are bashing steroids and they're, probably consuming like four and a half thousand calories a day whereas the average person can't afford to do both of them if not one of them yeah like, also, the average person doesn't want an increase of testosterone in your body of about an extra seven testicles so yeah exactly <laughs> like, and it's, i think it's just and you can tell all the ones because like a lot of them will have like natural in their instagram bio and like if you're natural you don't need to put it Oh, I see what you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they're trying to clarify something. Like, yeah, it's a form of validation. They're like, oh, if I put natural in my bio, everyone's going to think I'm natural. Well, I'm, I'm, not. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, but like, you know, you know those guys that are like flipping 120 kilos, but 2% body fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's not adding up here. Like, like a fucking silver bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just a, but, I don't think you should be, I don't think you should think, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym because of that. Because like really you don't, you might see one person in the gym who's actually like that. Out then again, I mean, you can, you can always do fitness. If, if you hate, if you hate the gym that much, you can yeah. always do fitness anywhere. Yeah. Actually fitness is anything you could like yoga's fitness. Lockdown's proven anything though. It's that you can, you can, you can maintain sort of a, a healthy sort of um, routine. Yeah, standard without any of that excess shit. Yeah, obviously it's it's easy to get out of a routine though, and harder to get back into it. So once you're in it, you've got to really try and stick to it. Because like 
couple of weeks ago, I got into like I was just I'd be up late and wake up at like ten o'clock. But now I've sorted my body clock out, and even last night I put a film on at like eleven o'clock, and I turned it off after like twenty minutes. So I was like, I'm going to sleep, and I'll wake up at like eight o'clock. It's just so much better to be in a routine. It's like hundred percent. Obviously, obviously, everyone has days where they don't do anything or like like on a weekend or something you might not fancy doing something like you might just sit around watching netflix all day like one day I'm, out of a week isn't going to harm you that much but you've just got to try and at minimal try and keep your like body clock in some form of rhythm yeah i do think that the yeah the, the routine in the rhythm is so important though. yeah so important just it just gives you like a good like especially if you've got a good start today if you know you're up at like eight o'clock and you're gonna have breakfast by half eight and it's just like it's a good way to start the day you just got energy you feel good like whatever your routine might be in the morning some people might wake up and do some meditation like that's that's sick you've got to find what works for you more yeah. often than not I'll, I'll get up during the week between five and six yeah and i will not get out of bed until seven because i just know although some some people might be like oh i prefer that extra hour sleeping that might be what works for you for me i love being awake I yeah. can sit in bed with a coffee, read a book, relax a bit, and yeah. let my brain have time to start waking up before I jump into work. Do you know what I mean? And so you've got to find your routine yeah. and then keep it consistent. I think people will also be like, oh, but yeah, I'm not an early morning person. I like to get up at like 8, 9, 10. But once you actually start getting up at that time, you realise you've just got so much more time in a day to do stuff. And after like half an hour, even if you wake up at 6 in the morning, after half an hour, if you've had a coffee or had a bite to eat, you feel awake anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right. And if you're just not going to, if you're just waking up later and going to bed later, you can do so much more in the morning when it's light than you can in the evening when it's dark. Yeah, 100%. Like, you should do it the other way around. Get up early, go to bed early. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Obviously, people Random. function better off, like, seven hours sleep or nine hours sleep. But if you want nine hours sleep, then just, I don't know, go to bed at 10, wake up at seven. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, like people function better off different like hours of sleep. Oh no, I thought don't worry, I misunderstood. I thought you because you said seven or, or nine. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. At once. Oh no, no. I'm just that was just an example. I had to check my maths was right as well when I said nine hours and ten till seven. I was like, yeah, that's that's right, we're good. Um on to the next one. Hang on, let me just find the list a sec. Um so the next one we'll talk about is, oh, this links in, how strict must your diet be to maintain a healthy lifestyle? I think that's quite a vast question. It's quite a vast subject because a healthy lifestyle isn't just your diet. Yeah, wait, hang like, on. Can you still see me? Yeah. Sorry, you disappeared for a second. But um, yeah, I don't think that a healthy lifestyle is just your diet because it's not like no. you can have a you can have a really good diet and be exercising all the time but you've got the worst mental health you've ever had yeah and but i think, like, I think the, the 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 part that the diet plays um on the lifestyle though it's massive yeah. you don't have to you do, in my opinion anyway you don't have to do anything crazy of, of yeah. you know eat eat this eat this eat this count your calories don't yeah. never forbid you know what i mean just just be reasonable with it have the balanced diet yeah eat, eat, do you know what i mean the basic things that we've known 
since we were kids, smash out your five a day. Don't yeah. drink alcohol every night. Make sure you get a little bit of everything. To be fair, I was doing that when I was a kid. What? Smashing beers every night. Yeah, same, bro. But that's just, that's how it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, nah, that is true. Like, you you don't have to be like mental with it where you've got like set foods every single day of the week. Like, so you know what you're having for breakfast, know what you're having for lunch, know what you're having for dinner. Like, if you make something, have- yeah, if, like, if you make someone get a takeaway, you want to go out and get some food, just go and get some. Like, do you do, you, do, you do that though? When, because I, I know you, you do diet and you sort of, when you get fully into your training, you do that. But do you do you regiment your food as in you know what you're going to eat for every meal? No, nah, not really. Like, oh, okay. obviously, when I was working, like post, no, pre-lockdown times, not post, ain't happened yet. Um, when I was working, like, I'd always know what I was eating the next day purely because I'd make it the night before, just preparation. Oh, okay, so, like, I'd make, like, chicken and pasta the night before and put it in the fridge overnight for the next day or something like that. Um, but I think the plug oh, they are so good. Official sponsors of Core for Wellbeing. Official sponsors of. Wait, can you can you delete that because I don't want to get you sued for. Nah, it's all right. They, it's all right. Biscoff won't take any notes of me. Um, but I've lost my train of thought now. I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, sorry, mate. Nah, it's all right. Um, you've actually really done me over there talking about biscuits and making me hungry. <laughs> But yeah, it's just about maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Is doesn't mean you have to be super healthy, but just do things in a balance where you're happy. Yeah, right. Like, it's it's just about what makes you feel good. Or if you can, if you think, say, I was, I don't know, eating certain foods or exercising X amount of times a week, but I knew that it worked for me and I was happy doing that, then just do that. Like, yeah. but just don't be afraid to have a couple like treats here and there or get a takeaway of your mates or have a couple beers whatever like there's your diet doesn't have to be super strict tracking everything eating under 50 grams of fat a day like it just doesn't need to be like that you can go and have a pizza like unless you're like seriously unless you're like a top top athlete or you're going to a bodybuilding show or something you like there's no point being that strict to the t with it no, just use your common sense. Yeah, I think it can negatively affect your mental health as well. Like by being on a very strict diet. Like if you're not having any foods that you really enjoy, you'll be like craving them. It can just affect you in a negative way. And like a lot of people when they diet, if they're like trying to lean down and lose body fat, like their sex drive goes a bit. Like they just, it's just weird. Like a lot of negative things can come from it. If you like increases or decreases? Decreases. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> but just because you've got um it's like you've just got you've got like no energy for anything mm. obviously if you're eating x amount of calories which is pardon just being bare lethargic yeah literally you just got like nothing to do you just no energy you might train but it's going to be a you'll still but you won't like get a pump or anything you'll still it's just oh sorry yeah because like that's crazy you're just not fueling your body with that much. So you'll feel like you're really small all the time when you're like actually not really. Ah. Yeah. But I think that that can obviously it can have a negative on people. So I think they're smaller than they actually are, and it just links to body dysmorphia and stuff like that. Mm. So 
Maybe that's what I have because everyone tells me I'm fucking wham, but I don't really see it. <laughs> Said no one ever. Nah, I'll edit that out, mate, I swear. Um, on to the no, next one. On to the next one. Let's, let's move on. Aye, aye. Um, right, this is an interesting one. This is kind of back to the like relationship y standpoint. Um, yeah. Is there anything wrong with just wanting sex? No. So, like, let's just say friends with benefits for anyone who no. wants to. No. <laughs> I think what you've got to, let's, just to delve into it a little bit, like, <sighs> people think, especially like boys, will think about girls and they'll be like, oh, she probably just doesn't want to have sex. She probably wants a relationship. But girls enjoy sex just as much as boys. And if anything, they're going to, they might want that same thing. So, you, as long as you're honest with each other from the start about, like, this is what I want, that's, I think, that's it. Just, just be clear about your intentions. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with needing a beat. Yeah. And if it's just like, if you're meeting up for casual sex, like a few times a week or whatever, just make sure you keep talking to each other and just say, like, if someone does get feelings, they've got to put it out there and you can cut it off or carry on, whatever. Like, you've just got to be honest with each other. Use protection and contraception. Yeah. Yeah. Durex, sponsors of Core well being. <laughs> What a mix that would be. <laughs> Lotus biscuits and Jurex. But um, yeah, I think you just got to be honest, like anything in life, and just 100%. make sure you keep them in the loop of how you're feeling and be honest from the start. Because then, say you, you're not honest from, from the start, and then you sleep together, and they end up liking you, and then you're like, oh, I didn't want anything to do with a relationship, nothing serious. And then they like, obviously, they're going to badmouth you. They think that they've been led on or played around a bit well, to be fair, in that case you would be a dog yeah dog yeah dog like that ain't right you've got to tell him from the start like so that's about as much as we can go into with that one i think if dogs, dogs you know? if you <laughs> if you find someone who's happy to do that and, and you want to do it then do it but try not to jeopardize anyone's feelings whilst you're doing it you disgust me no Dog eat dog world, mate. Anyway, yeah, dog eat dog world. That is true, but just be honest. Be honest. Yeah, even be honest with everything in life. Right. Mm. This is an interesting one, and this I think it's quite. I think it's more involved with young men again. Um, it's just about like following fashion, and is it important? I say no. No, not at all. No, like fashion. I think maybe everyone goes through a stage in their life where they might buy like a couple of designer things but like the thing is a lot of these people will have like a 800 pound jacket on but they'll have a tenner in their bank mm. like and it's just you just think what you're doing no but furthermore it doesn't it doesn't matter what's what's currently cool because that's going to change just, yeah just just wear what what makes you comfortable wear what you exactly yeah feel good in do you know what I mean? This uh, wait, this jumper I'm pretty sure is a H&M jumper. Yeah, I couldn't, and it's about two years old. I couldn't give a toss. It's comfy. I enjoy wearing it. Yeah, the, some good t-shirts, plain t-shirts, Uniqlo, absolute bangers. Like nine quid for a t-shirt, good condition, like good cotton, good material, and you'll pay like eighty quid for a designer t-shirt where the material is worse. Mm. Like, and it oh, might show. That's that's actually something that feels criminal. Yeah. It's, it's like 
when I see, I say when I see, because I don't know personally, because I don't, I don't really fuck with designer brands, but yeah. like when you see like these big designers and people are posting about like, I don't know, some LV or something like that. Yeah. Had a hole in it by like the second weekend. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's mad. Yeah. Or like buying jeans with rips in for like 600 quid. They got so many rips in, they should be half price anyway. Like, or, or like, imagine imagine buying a car that's, that's purposely got two flat tires because yeah. that's Lamborghini's new signature. Yeah, exactly. You just wouldn't, you just wouldn't do it. Like, and to and back to the point about like people, like you see people in their in their outfits worth like a thousand pounds. They got no savings. They're not paying their mum any rent or whatever. Like, this is you just fucking yourself. No, I pay loads of rent and I don't know. And I have loads of savings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think, I, do, I just think savings important. You don't want to spend all your money on materialistic things. Like treat yourself if you want to, like on the odd occasion. But, uh, and like you can save for stuff that's so much more beneficial to you. Like I'm not necessarily saying save for a house, but like you could save to go traveling, save to go on holiday. Mm. Like you'd rather go to Australia for a couple months and, Buy a few t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, get some, just get some plain white t-shirts for thirty quid, and then spend the rest of the money on going on holiday. I think, arguably, as well, this is it, it does depend on what the person would rather do. You get me? Yeah. But yeah. I think there's there's good and bad reasons for following trends and following yeah. fashion. If 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 that's just what makes you happy, cool. But yeah. if you're stressing about it because you feel like it would it would some way make you less yeah. of what you want to be by not being up to date. You're yeah. doing it for the Or like people think, oh, if I get this designer jacket or whatever, then I'm going to be more sought after by the opposite sex. When like no one cares about you're the jacket, no one cares about the jacket you're wearing. Yeah, like, you're attracting wrong people if they're coming for you because of what you're wearing. Yeah, literally. Yeah, they want that Birkin, mate. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> to get a fucking Conan on here. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Jordan again? Who's <laughs> Jordan again? Um, <laughs> that is gold, oh. isn't it? That is so funny. But, um, I hope people get that reference, but if you don't, yeah. get to know. Um, You're a fucking rock. Yeah, exactly. So on to the next one. Oh, this is being tall slash short or overweight or underweight. And the impact this has on someone as a person. So I think... As, as a really tall guy, I can tell you now, um, size just isn't that important. I'm about 6'6", six, six, for those who, who know me quite well, and, and I think I'd be just as handsome if I was 5'10". <laughs> you know what I mean? Or 5'8", who knows? Um, <coughs> but yeah, back to the, back to the point other than knowing being six foot six and handsome. Um, I think a lot of it is, girl, like, especially with boys, you hear a lot of girls being like, oh, if you're not six foot, then I don't want anything to do with you. But if it was the other way around and a boy was like, oh, if you're not under 10 stone, I don't want anything to do with you. Like, mental. Mm. Like, people can't help how tall or short they are. Like, no. You can, help think, your, you can help your weight. 
arguably though, you also can't help what you're attracted to. No, of course not. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you right now. I'll tell you right now. Obesity is not attractive to me. No, me neither. That's not saying there's anything wrong with it, and that's not well, saying well, well there is. Um. Yeah. There. There. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other argument. Of course, there's yeah. something wrong. Yeah. But you're gonna get cancelled, you know. No. These I'm, are times. I'm speaking truth, mate. Being obese is not healthy. Yeah, from a from a health standpoint, if you know, but what I'm saying is, so everyone's can have their have their like preference and stuff. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't actually think it's that bad. And to be honest, the whole I only date guys over six foot thing. I can tell you, as a as a six foot plus guy myself, that becomes stressful after a while. It's too many women to handle. Yeah. Um... And you also have a lot of weird dreams when you're that high as well. Um, but yeah, back to the point. <laughs> I think obviously it can play into people's mental health because they see all this stuff on like social media about boys under this height or they'll see people even online who are their age on Instagram who are in better shape than them. Or like, yeah, yeah. So it just goes back into hand in hand with social media again. I think that's like the 50 years ago. If we were if we were young then, no one would be like, "Oh, you're too short." Do you reckon? Well, maybe on the odd case, but I think a lot of people now just like follow the trend. If someone says being tall is not attractive, people think, "Oh, yeah, being tall is not attractive." Well, look, put it this way: anyone that is feeling down about that, let me tell you, it's not a limiting factor. No, it's not. Does not it does not come into play at yeah. all when you get confirmed kills left right and center your height does not and also it's just like hit, hit him with the kobe free a little, a little to finish off do you know what i mean there's no the, the height don't matter yeah and if someone's with you just for your height then you can't be doing much else right anyway so that's true like you know, it's not it's not that deep but i can see why people would get negative feelings from it as such but then again like being being really tall could be a problem like if you're like six foot eight seven foot like finding clothes that fit is going to be a nightmare mm. like there's there's like two sides to it obviously you can go play for the NBA though, so that'll be there yeah yeah that is true but but then again if you're short you can play for the NBA believe me you can't <laughs> The Swiss national basketball team. <laughs> oh, no. that's another thing about you, Norm, that you didn't say in the start. You're not actually born in England, are you? All right, Mr. Fucking UKIP. No, what's, the, just... what's the issue of me being an immigrant? Nothing's an issue of it. I'm just saying you should um just tell the people about it. You didn't say it earlier. Like, has that negatively affected you in any way? <laughs> that's a whole podcast for another day. Yeah, being being an immigrant is funny. It's different. Um, yeah. And gives you your own sort of opportunities and, and happiness and joy, but also... Less opportunities know. and more... And less happiness and less joy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another double-edged sword. Yeah. But, like, it's all right for you because, like, you you got family in Switzerland, like, a very incredible place by the looks of it. You can go out there and visit them whenever you want. Like, obviously, not at the minute because of the old Rona, but there's, that's another positive to it. But 
It's true. I think people are just so quick to judge. And there's, especially in Cornwall, like there's still a lot of racist people in Cornwall. Mm. Like, and stuff like that. If, like, for example, there was one, there was probably one black person in my year. And like, like older generations of Cornwall, they'll be like, what the hell? Like, and I think that's, I feel like like that's everywhere. Um, Yeah, of course it is. But I feel like generationally it is getting better. Yeah, well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, slightly. That's that's just any anywhere that's sort of relatively isolated, where they don't have sort yeah. of identity of any sort of like outside community. Yeah, yeah. People just have this like weird fear, almost, yeah. of outside intervening. Yeah, um, it's like in Cornwall, where like we've grown up, it's probably like ninety five percent white British. Probably, if you think about it. Like, yeah, true, and so you can see why, especially like a couple generations older than me, like they're horrendously racist. Mm. Like our grandparents' age, as such. Like, not all of them, obviously. I don't want to paint anyone with the same brush and be like they're all like that. Like, not every old white person is racist, but like there is a lot of them, and it's bad. <laughs> mm. But then, yeah, it's. You can't paint everyone with the same brush. There's obviously people who aren't like that and people who actually respect other people. But I feel like this is, we're on a bit of a tangent here, but it's, it's a good one, but we're on a bit of a tangent. But that's a, that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Yeah, it's a, it is a like, I can't speak on behalf of someone who's a black male because I'm not a black male, like, or a black female because I, I just can't speak on behalf of that. I don't know what they have to go through every day, but you can educate yourself so you know what they go through. But I'm I'll never feel like they felt growing up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or like not, not even I'll growing up. I never I'll, I'll never feel how they feel for their whole life. Like yeah. no, that's they, what I mean. It's kind of it's kind of um it feels kind of silly for sort of two white men to yeah. talk about. I think you've got I think sometimes you've got to talk about it though. Like you've got to talk about it, but I feel like you've got to talk about it when the topics when something's been asked of you, you yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like it's had enough of its uh, yeah, two from us, yeah. I can imagine that, yeah. But, um, but yeah, any we've only got a few points left anyway. Um, one of them is it's just someone sent in, it's just down as puberty. Obviously, that is very, very vast. I haven't got my facial hair yet, so this is one you should take. Yeah, I have my facial hair from a young age. Um, How young? Like year nine, I probably had like a chin strap. Yeah, that's when I like started getting a beard, and like when I was like yeah, thirteen, fourteen. I've I don't know if this camera's even going to pick it up. I've got about three hairs on my chin. I can I can see a few little nappy chin hairs there, mate. Me too. So it's not looking it's not looking promising for me. At least I'm six six. So yeah, exactly. You had a growth spurt at like the age of ten or something. So yeah. You're fine. Yeah, I was. I, was I, I don't really. Truro when I was in year six, <laughs> but um, I don't really know what is meant by that point. Obviously, it's so broad, but everyone develops at different ages. I think that's like obvious. Girls develop younger than boys in general. Um, I think people could be self-conscious about it when you just start secondary school. Because yeah. when you're like 11, 12 years old, you're in year seven, 
there's always one bloke literally a bloke there's always one guy who's just like hit puberty like he came mate he was born with a mustache yeah like and they're they're like really tall when you get there they've got like a beard chest hair and you're like what and like people yeah. might feel self-conscious like even going to change for PE around that six. what's that uh, when their balls drop in year six yeah breaks and all that and you're just thinking fucking hell I still play with Legos yeah yeah Still now. Oh, you know what I'm talking about now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you'll start in year seven, and your voice, you'll be like, "Hello, all right." And then, yeah. like, you'll hear this one specimen who walks in, and they'll be like, "All right," and you're like, the kid How? "Dominates the football field." Yeah, they dominate every sport. But then, once you get to like year eleven, and you've caught up with them, they don't dominate anything. Yeah, like, yeah. Well. <laughs> it's just everyone. Um, developed different stages. All <laughs> uh, right, last couple, really, mate. Um, best childhood memories. I don't really remember loads from my childhood. My childhood was extremely traumatizing. Yeah. So, I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess like going on holiday like I was quite lucky when I was younger to go on quite a few holidays like that's just always good memories where was the latest place you went like as a from a kid's point of view uh from a kid's point of view when I was younger I went to um Disney World in Florida twice like my mum and my stepdad got married out there when I was like four and then obviously then though it was I was a bit of a like loose cannon when I was young like that young and I wanted to go on like all the rides, but I wasn't tall enough to go on any of them because I was like four years old. So I was like, I was like broken. And um, then I went back out there when I was like nine or ten, maybe. And I was like, I developed a big fear of heights like over those years, so I didn't go on any of the rides anyway. Then, <laughs> so like in that I'm middle, not. in that middle gap between those two points, I went from really wanting to go on all the rides, not being tall enough, to not going on any of them because I was scared of heights. I can get behind that. I'm terrified of um. Bumper oh, rides, mate. But then... I, I, I don't fuck with them. I went yeah. to I went to winter winter wonderland with my ex, yeah. and we went on this ride. And if I had not been sitting next to a girl who I was trying to impress, I, I would have been think, crying. I was going to say I would have shat myself, but yeah, I would have done one or the other, or yeah. both, or both. <laughs> not something you want to do on a date. Um... <laughs> That's not from personal experience either. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, mate, like I remember even when I was a bit older and I'd go on like one of the rides, like when I was like 10 or 11 or whenever I went and I'd just be like going up the slope to the big drop and I'd just be like crying. I'd be like, nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Just crying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The feeling. But mate, it's... Why am I trying to play with my life like that? Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Like... Like, do you know the fucking... It's the same reason why I won't walk under scaffolding. Like, I've got mates that are scaffolders. And if you're watching this podcast, I love you all, innit? But I don't trust you with my life. I'm sorry. Yeah, reckless. And I think the people at the people at the fun fair ride, like they're the same. More, yeah. more often than not, they're setting it up with a bottle of whiskey in hand. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I remember yeah. Go, I remember like Falmouth Fair or like any fair, I guess. And like you go it? on the what you go on the waltzers. 
and it's just like some drunk guy just and you're spinning around on this machine and you'd like come off feeling like you've gone back to like 1842 like, yeah I, I can't lie bro that was that was probably the dodgiest fun pair i've ever been to in my yeah life. everything's creaking you're getting span around at 200 miles an hour there's just little bolts dropping out of the roof every yeah. couple of minutes trying to hold vomit in like yeah it just ain't right ain't, but back to the point about the holidays the best probably the nicest place i've been to was mexico that was banging like oh, I'd, I'd, anyone to go yeah it looks amazing yeah it's so yeah. nice mate. and like just like good weather good food like do you know what i noticed though um i i sort of wish like obviously any any time's good but i sort of wish i didn't didn't like when i must have been i don't know i was still in primary school so sort of during that time yeah we did, me and my family like obviously it's not like crazy but we went to bath for a weekend yeah london for a weekend um went to paris actually once for like four days yeah and on all these trips we were, we were going to see like the, the old roman baths yeah the, the, the louvre uh museum yeah. all these crazy things and as a kid i just didn't give a shit i was yeah. just i was walking behind with my dsi classic game um playing like mario kart and, and ben 10 and whatnot yeah and now i'm thinking fuck like i'd love to go do all that shit again yeah mate, yeah that's why like when i was in mexico we went to the mine ruins but like because i was because i was like 14 like actually i was like yeah this is sick but if i went like what ruins? The Mayan ruins, like the old Mayan temples. And like we went to like a little Mayan village and like met the families there and like seen them making like wraps and tortillas and stuff like that and making food. And that was like actually sick. And but if I was like five years younger, if I was like nine, ten, I wouldn't have cared. Like yeah. you as you get older, you'd learn like that's why that's probably the best holiday I've been on. Cause you I was at the age where I could actually respect it and like take it all in and be like, this is actually so nice. Like, yeah, just appreciate it more than if I was a youngster. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like now I'm at this age as well. I think you appreciate it more because now we're older. We understand how expensive a holiday is. And like, like with your family, like my, me, my mum, my stepdad, and my brother used to go. So that's four people they have to pay for, and it's just like, yeah, that's expensive. I think you appreciate it more now when you actually understand the value of money. Once you've had to deal with yourself. Yeah, once you've actually paid for a holiday yourself, you're just like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for like my childhood memories. We're really just going on, yeah, going on holiday, like just meeting like new friends, I guess, and like going to a new school, becoming friends with people. But I don't know. That's I had quite a good childhood, to be fair. Um, it childhood. I've got so many funny memories, man. Yeah, go on, share one. Um, probably some of the some of the funnest times of my childhood. My uh, best friend, he his dad was the manager of this massive indoor skate park. You know Mount Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mount Hawk. Um, and they were doing these mad renovations. Yeah, so he he was going up there. All the ramps were being new built. All of this. Yeah. He took he had, so my best mate. He had two older brothers. And he took, the dad took me, the three brothers and two friends of each brother yeah. up there one weekend while this whole park was being rebuilt. So obviously we couldn't, we couldn't use the ramps or anything. 
but a lot of them had their sides taken off and you could see all the beams on the inside yeah, being, yeah. like scaffolding and all this and so we thought fuck it let's play manhunt oh sick. Like, yeah. doing yeah. stuff like that like it sounds silly as an adult but that was about nine hours of fun yeah man. Like, we, we were there all day and it was man, lit and man, i just, I just man, man, game. yeah but i just this is what i'm saying this is like that's sort of the shit i miss yeah because it's like there was no thought behind it it was just fun yeah like there was no competition it was just fun mate yeah that is actually that's a good point i, I remember i went to um cumbria and so like up by the lake district and we stayed in this like farmhouse and there was like the people who owned it had their own like house there but they were with us and their son was probably like i think he was like a year older than me but it was me my brother my three stepbrothers who went and then obviously like my dad my stepmom and um so the son of the owners of the farm i think he was called shane maybe or sean can't remember but shout out him he was a good man um he he was like oh yeah just come up to all the barns and there's this massive barn like just full of hay and like hay bales and straw bales and we were just playing manhunt in there but it was like massive and it was like just a massive like castle of hay bales and we were like doing flips off the top and stuff like it's actually <laughs> like sick like being young and doing stuff like that yeah like but yeah that's that's the childhood memories um oh this is a bit of a deeper one um getting old are you afraid of it or looking forward to it no, I'm fucking looking forward to it, mate. I'm growing into who I am. Yeah. My life, people have said I'm a grumpy, miserable old cunt. I like going to sleep at about nine. I like waking up at six in the morning. Yeah. Foot comes over my fence. I pop the ball and roll it back out under the gate. I'm finally growing into who I am. I think I'm about 20 years off my comfort zone. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I think, to be fair, I'm, I never really thought about it that much. Like, am I afraid of it or looking forward to it? I'm just kind of like... Nah. just taking it especially at the times we're in now with coronavirus i'm not really thinking about anything other than what day it is like no i can't lie i'm 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 neither like yeah i'm enjoying where i'm at now yeah uh but i'm not like i nah, mean it's inevitable there's no there's no point in having any yeah any... I, I wouldn't say i'm afraid of getting old but i wish i could go back to when i was younger at the same time as well like think about memories and it's just like that was sick i wish i could do that again i know what you mean like but no, I'm not afraid of getting old. I think, obviously, like you said, everyone gets old. And it just also, one, one, one lesson that I've definitely learned, especially when talking about nostalgia like that, yeah. is you always end up regretting wishing your life away. Yeah. Like, I wanted so badly to be older. Yeah. Now I want so badly to be a child. And, mate, and it is true, like, when you first, like, you go, first go into secondary school or whatever, and your parents are always like, oh, school was the best days of my life. And you're like, no way, school's so bad. And now I'm like, yeah, school was actually sick. You're just having a laugh with all your mates. Yeah, I don't know, it kind of was and it kind of wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like school was jokes in it, but I fucking hated that place. Yeah. You think it's like, you think it's like the be all and end all, like ed- education. You're like, oh, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> but like, even when, when you're in school or when you're in college or like university, whatever, a lot of the time you are having a laugh. Yeah. Like, because you're with just people you make your mates with. Bro, I can't lie. Uni has been the weirdest experience. It's the last three years have simultaneously been the most fun and the most stressful. Yeah. Such a good one. Yeah, I can I can imagine that. Like, it's just a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> like, just up and down all the time. One day you're like partying or just having a laugh with your mates, and the next day you've got like a massive essay to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um. 
your intelligence and your alcohol um, intake intake are the two things that probably increase the most. Yeah. So double-edged sword again. <laughs> oh no, that's single-edged. They're both benefits. <laughs> they're both great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's they're both what I exactly what I was looking for when I came I, here. I love drinking and I love getting more intelligent. <laughs> I yeah. Right. This is the last point, actually, mate. Next one. Um, right. Money and happiness. How much do they rely on each other? Do you need money to be happy? No. No, I agree. Definitely not. And like, there's there's always people who share those things like, oh, well, you never seen someone crying in a Range Rover. Mm. Well, they might go home and bawl their eyes out for three hours. No, but as well, like, I feel like money can help towards it. Because yeah. you can do a lot of things with the money that will make you happy. Yeah. But, like, I feel like there's only a correlation up to a specific amount of money. You get me? Once you've got enough money to survive, yeah. everything after that does not contribute to your happiness. No, no. But then all, again, the, all the things that are most important in life do not hinge on whether you've got 50K savings or 12 billion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. And like, I don't know if the actual happiness comes from the money either. Because people could be like, oh, I'm a millionaire and I'm so happy. But that actual physical money doesn't bring you happiness. It's the freedom of what the money can buy you or what you can do with the money for your your family or whatever, or go on holiday. Like, that's what actually gives you the happiness. It's not the money. Yeah. Like, that's just one small variable in it. So, yeah, it's just... It's a byproduct. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. Being said though, I still want to be rich. Yeah, of course. Like, I would. I think because of because I've had like a good upbringing. Like, like my family, my family aren't rich, but like we we're comfortable. We're comfortable. We like if we want to go out for a meal, we'll go out for a meal. What's that? Noose the hood. Yeah, (laughs) full on. But like, yeah, if we want to go out for a meal, we can go out for a meal. Like. And I just, like, I'm not even fussed about being a millionaire. I'm not fussed about being rich, rich. But as long as I can live comfortably and, like, give my kids the same upbringing as I've had, then that's fine. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I can't lie slightly, yeah. I love, like, philanthropy and all that shit. Yeah. Um, philanthropy, sorry. And all that philanthropy. shit. Philanthropy. Philanthropy, I hate that word. Um, but, so, like, slightly, I want to be, like, mad rich in it so that I could change the world and do sick yeah. stuff. Fucking... Yeah level the playing fields but um I sorry I'm just gonna plug myself again stream the music that'll help me get there um but I get what you're saying like it's if I've if I've got enough money to keep the hot water on yeah it's good enough if I've got enough money to live comfortably and like keep my family comfy and like that yeah that's enough for me like obviously any thousands millions of pounds after that then yeah that might be a bonus but then it could also be a negative as well mm. like and i think people automatically assume that if you're a multi-millionaire or a billionaire you're going to be absolutely loving life but the amount mm. of millionaires you see like celebrities or whatever who end up just going have so much money they end up spending it on drugs and they'll just like end up dying because of it like it's just it can be you can have a healthy relationship with money, but also a very unhealthy relationship with money. Like, don't spend it on drugs. Yeah, yeah. 
but then like with with those people like they've literally got nothing else to spend their money on mm. like <laughs> well at least if you're gonna if uh, i guess if you're gonna buy drugs and you're rich just make sure they're good drugs <laughs> yeah why please don't then yeah uh, might get, them, get them tested and offer a reliable source <laughs> um but definitely don't leave this section in this leaves you open for a lot of liability yeah well now nah, don't do drugs don't do drugs unless your friends are telling you to do them <laughs> that's a actually that's a what maybe one point we can talk about is the whole thing about people like should weed be legal yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, do you know? Funnily enough, I know this is a bit controversial, but I think every single drug should be illegal. I swear there um, is countries where it's like that, or places where it's like that. Yeah, more or less, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, purely because people are going to take them one way or another. Yeah. This way, you can make sure they're safe. Yeah. Make sure it's cutting out gangs, reduces gang violence, reduces yeah. organized crime. And you can tax the product. It's, it's in my head. It's an it's an absolute no brainer. brainer. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I heard something maybe on another podcast. And there's like a place. There's a club in Amsterdam where um, like you're allowed to take pills in, and it'll like it's a maximum of four pills per person or something. But like the bouncers and stuff are all really educated on like what pills are bad, what are good, and like. Well, no, in, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, like in Zurich, there's quite a few. Um, yeah. There's, there's testing stops. Yeah, where you, it, you, you can bring your heroin and shit and they'll test yeah. it and make sure it's clean and provide you with a safe needle. You won't get prosecuted, you won't get arrested or anything, but it's just yeah. about, look, junkies are going to be junkies, isn't it? You're, yeah. you're, there's not enough rehab space in the world to get rid of them all. No, so there's not. Let's just make sure they can be safe. Yeah, I think that's the biggest part of it. And like, yeah, like I was and in like this club in Amsterdam, the bouncers will be like, oh, we've had bad reports on these ones recently. Like, be careful, like take half the pill or don't take it, we're advising you not to do it. And then that's yeah. kind of it done. If, if they advise you not to do it and you still do it, that's on you. Yeah. Like... Well, if, yeah, if they're giving you the heads up, like these Viagra's spiked, your dick will blow up. Yeah. It's, it's advisable not to. Exactly. Unless you want your dick to blow up for some weird reason. Someone, mm. someone chasing clout. <laughs> oh, look at this. Humble <laughs> <laughs> arm. That'll get that'll get me fifty k followers. Yeah, have you ever done Viagra? No. No. Why it gives you a banging headache? Swear. Yeah, because all the blood goes to your penis. Depends on like penises. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. There's some people, <clears throat> Matt Gunn, uh, who probably wouldn't feel <laughs> an effect. Right. Let's not out anyone. Let's not say nothing. Yeah. But, um... Do you know what? You can you can you can either edit that out or add a long beat. Sorry, mate. Don't know how to do that. Um, Your editing skills are fucking appalling. You need to employ an editor. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I can't even see what minute we're on to sift through that and find it, but I know it's someone at the end. But um, yeah, I think that's where we're going to wrap up, really. Um, Excellent. It's been lovely having you on, Noam. I haven't seen your face in a while since you've been back up to London. Yeah, it's been a long time. But um, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for coming on. And I'll... I'll put Noam's links to his music in the bio or the description on my YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of those type of streaming sites, then type in Severin on, on YouTube. You find it.
but yeah show some love share it around if you're into a subpar cliche rap I'm there you go he's your man but yeah um <laughs> share the podcast it's a bit of a funnier one like it's a bit of a more jokey one less serious obviously it's serious topics but like this ain't it's just a lifestyle one really um that's what we're gonna call it but yeah, lifestyle one. yeah. also subscribe to the youtube channel because it helps you know what I mean, though? Helps. Doesn't it? Does help. Helps the algorithm. Yep. And yeah, so share it up. Like it. Listen to Nerm's music. And yeah, we'll move from there. Thanks, Nerm, mate. Cheers, bud. Nice to see you, bud. Thanks, everyone, later. See you later, mate.